Holy Spirit, one true God forever. Amen. Respected Gibris Jonathan Bodhikumar, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Christ is risen. It has been two weeks after the great fast, two weeks after celebrating the resurrection of our Lord. But a question comes up. What has changed within us? Are we the same people from before the past? Did we grow in our spiritual journey? Worse yet, did we grow during the past and choose to revert back to our old ways? You see, this was the case for the disciples. Because even after Christ visited them, even after they communed with the Lord, the disciples went back to their old lives. There is almost an immediacy with regards to how quickly they went from seeing Christ and St. Uh, Thomas say, My Lord and my God, to the disciples deciding to go into their fishing boat and return to their life as fishermen, as if they had never met Christ before. You see, my dear brothers and sisters, this gospel portion's placement is very fitting because many people act in a similar fashion as the disciples had done. It's not as if we return to a, a life of absurd sin, but we live like the disciples do. We had spent such great time with Christ, but we were not transformed by our time with Him. We entered into His presence, but we never allowed Him to enter into our lives, to enter within our hearts. During the Great Lent, and especially during Holy Week, we tend to be more aware of our shortcomings with regards to our spiritual life. And we work on those shortcomings for that time. And especially during Holy Week, we seek to grow closer to Christ, and we soar to great heights with regards to our fasting and our prayer life. But after the fast, after having celebrated the resurrection of our Lord, we slowly but surely return to normalcy, as if life without communion, life without these, these great heights of prayer is not normal. Now with regards to us perverting back to our previous life, let us look at the interaction between Christ and His disciples. Because even though they go back to their old lives, Christ comes to them and tests them through His instruction with regards to casting the net. But if you look carefully, one thing has changed with regards to their relationship. Because previously, Christ mentioned that his brothers, his sisters, and his mother are those who do his Father's will and his own will. And specifically, if you read in John chapter 15, verse 15, Christ says to his disciples that, I no longer call you servants, 
because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from the Father, I have made known to you. But as we read in this gospel portion, Christ does not call the disciples brothers. He does not call him friends. He calls them children. In a sense, it has become a step down from being considered an equal through brotherhood or through friendship. So Christ still says they are heirs of the kingdom, though they are still children. They lost that great position of being called his brother, his friend. For there is very little difference between being a slave and a child. Because as St. Paul writes in Galatians, what am I saying? Is that as long as he is an heir, he is no different from a slave. Although he owns an estate, the heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So what this gets at is this. Even though we may return back to our old way of life prior to the fast, don't kick yourselves as if I have gone so far away from God that it is irredeemable, that I am irredeemable. Instead, realize that we are God's children and that we must never squander His inheritance. Meaning that we should always live a life of spiritual growth whenever possible. Because we are called to be his friends, we are called to be his brothers, we are called to be his sisters. And when we don't live up to that expectation, he does not deny us, but he calls us his children. Though with that said, we must learn to earn that inheritance, to earn that right to be called his brother, to be called his sister, and finally to be called his friend. Because we must grow as spiritual adults. It is written in St. Peter's epistle that we are given spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. My brothers and sisters, we are but children for right now. But through the struggle in our spiritual life, we learn to grow into adults. We learn to be spiritual adults worthy of being called his brother and his sister and his friend. In the past, it was so great that we gave up certain passions. It was so great that we learned to do the whole prayers if not the whole prayer, at least evening prayer every day. If not evening prayer, morning prayer every day. And even if not that, to at the very least read the Bible. It is such a great thing to have done during those 50 days during the fast. But after the fast, for some reason, again, we lose that yearning to grow. We lose that, that want to struggle. Because again, prayer is struggle. It is, it is all right to say praying is hard, fasting is hard. These things are spiritual struggles, spiritual 
exercises that we struggle with. So if I may ask the parents, if you give your child a job to do, they will easily give up if it's too hard, not knowing that it's beneficial for them. But when you have to do that job, even if it's hard, do you not continue to do that work? This is what maturity looks like. And in the same way, spiritual maturity looks very similar. We are asked to pray, we are asked to fast, we are asked to do all the good that is commanded of us, though it is hard. As mature spiritual beings, we must struggle with these things, struggle with prayer, struggle with fasting, struggle with almsgiving and all the virtues that are asked of us. And when we struggle, even if we fall down, even if we stop in that struggle, realize this, that we must continue to grow. And it's only through the struggle and through this continuing of falling down and getting back up, do we learn to grow and gain that title of becoming a friend of Christ. May all glory and honor be to the Father and the Son, to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we remember our great forefather, Martoma II. Your grace shall be clothed in righteousness, and your sin.